0: Welcome to the Value Driven Brand Podcast, where you'll learn insights on how to communicate with authenticity, deliver genuine value, and create a memorable experience across your entire customer journey, helping your business become the sought-after leader in your industry. I'm your host, Aileen Day. Now, on to the show. Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Value Driven Brand Podcast. I am your host Aileen Day and today I am joined with a very special colleague, somebody that I haven't uh, been in touch with for a little while, but they came back into my periphery recently and I am so grateful that they agreed to join us here today. It is the one, the only Glenn Tranter productivity uh, consultant, king of working smart, not hard. Uh, Welcome to the Value Driven Brand Podcast and thank you so much for coming on and joining us today. How are you?
1: I'm doing really well, thanks, Aileen. And with an introduction like that, I'll come back again.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm working on making my introductions like world famous. People are going to be blushing (laughs) by the time they're finished, just uh, walking on cloud nine, you know, knowing how amazing they are, because that's how you get on this podcast. You have to be amazing. And you know, this is uh, the value driven brand podcast. So we have to be with people that create value. And you most certainly do that. Now, if well, it, you don't know awesome. who Glenn is, uh, I'm going to let you know. Glenn is, he, is the uh, is train. Uh, my goodness, start again, Aileen. I'm just all fumbled in words. Glenn is the founder of Glenn Tranta Consulting. And Uh, is a time management expert and he helps individuals and businesses and teams all over the country save time and get results by working effectively from anywhere. Now, if that is not the dream come true, to have that as your life, being able to take your work and do it effectively anywhere you like in the world, then, I mean, what is life? I, I absolutely, especially in COVID times, which is a swear word in my household, I hate I hate the word, but it is true that it has become one of the most, um, you know, wanted and desired things is to be able to take your work and just do it from anywhere, uh, and Glenn has been helping people do exactly that for over 30 years with experience in consulting, leadership and sales and large scale projects. But there's so much more to this story, but I'm going to let Glenn be the one to tell us. So Glenn, give us some insight. How does one become a productivity and time management expert? How did Glenn Tranter become the leading face in productivity?
1: Yeah, and and that's a really interesting question. I'd love to say I've always been like this, but that would just be a big fat lie because (laughs) uh, it's not really how things worked out. So if I roll back a number of steps, um, when I was 16 years old and I was in um, Form 5 or Year 11 going to high school, I played in a semi-professional basketball league. So what I wanted to do I wanted to be a professional basketballer and then with some injuries and stuff and a big part of the reason I wasn't quite good enough, um, I never made the absolute highest professional ranks, but I, I did play at that semi-professional basketball league level until I was 25 when I retired because of a number of injuries. Mm-hmm. And at that stage, I threw myself into work and I was working in the IT sector. So working for um, a subsidiary of a US company. Now, Anyone who's ever worked for US companies will know that return to shareholder, return to stakeholder, reach very highly on the list of achievements that you have to do. So quarterly targets, really, really driven, so you would work quite hard. Mm. And I worked my way up through the ranks from being a junior consultant through to looking after Southeast Asia for for a division and had, had received a number of accolades throughout my career, but I didn't necessarily work smart. I worked hard. So mm-hmm. I would throw a lot of effort into it. So I'd work 60, 80 hours a week, travel two out of every three weeks, had a young family. And my wife used to tell me that she was a bit concerned that I couldn't keep that up. So that was such terrific advice. I totally ignored it. I totally <laughs> ignored it.
0: Because, um, who doesn't ignore the amazing advice from their loved, loved ones? <laughs> That's I, our I, job. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, and and I ignored it because I, was, I, I did enjoy work. I was getting results. So I'm someone who's a high achiever. I'm driven. So up until I was 40 years of age, when I'd go for a 5K run, I'd go for a PB. So I'm trying to beat the time that I ran when I'm 18 years old.
0: Oh it's goodness. just
1: how I'm driven. Um, so as I'm sort of managing this workload and the travel and managing uh, having the young family, I started sleeping less and less, but that Mm. was okay. I had this game plan. I'd retire in five years, so I I could just last another five years. (laughs) And that all came crashing down for me in 2006 when I burnt out. Mm. I burnt out um, quite severely. I had chronic fatigue syndrome to the extent I didn't work for 15 months. It took (gasps) me that long to recover. So, the irony of how did I get involved in productivity is I didn't want to go back and do what I was doing. I actually wanted to go and help people and organisations. So I've got this, this still this really driven nature of me. So this high achiever nature and I wanted to help people get their results in less time. Now, I had no expertise in time management or anything like that, so I joined a time management company called Pep Worldwide, and I was part of Pep Worldwide for eight years and um, absolutely loved my time there and learnt an awful lot. Mm. And then there was a change in the business ownership and they shut down some offices. So they shut down the Melbourne office and I came home and I was cooking steak on the barbecue And I went and grabbed an envelope, and on the back of an envelope, I scribbled out a business plan, and Glenn Traner Consulting was formed at that stage.
0: Oh, my goodness. I love that. I hope there was a beer involved while you were cooking (laughs) a steak on the barbie, by the way. There wasn't
1: because I I was locked in. I was in focus mode. So I needed to come up with a a plan and and a strategy and – it was, so it started off very humble beginnings, no customers, no content, no nothing. Mm. Sure, I had a phone book of people, but um, that doesn't just necessarily mean you're going to get customers from day one.
0: No, it does not. <laughs> no, it does not. So how did uh, how did you start to uh, educate, I guess, the, the people that were maybe your target audience? and And I could only imagine you people like yourself would be your perfect target audience you know driven yeah. people in business uh people working far too hard but that that i i feel you when you say you know i loved it and i was getting returns i was exactly the same way i used to oh i used to do at least 80 hour weeks would have been an easy week yep uh, mm-hmm. back in my 20s and 30s and um but I loved it and I didn't, I didn't know any different until I ended up, similarly to you, in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Funny about that, how you need something really serious to smack you in the face and make you realise there's got to be a different or at least a better way to do things. So how did you start to help people realise, hey, you can get the same return on investment without your life being that investment?
1: Yeah, and, you know, great advice I was given early on was that you have to niche. You have to find your niche. And, and productivity slash time management's a product. It, it can apply to so many different industries, job functions, level of seniority. So, of course, I was listening to Find Your Niche, but that's not how I was trying to market myself. Mm. So I actually found it quite difficult at the start, and then I found someone early on, who was looking for a time management workshop, I got in front of this HR director, which was fantastic, chatted through about, hey, I'm just launching my company. Here's how I would do it, how I'd go about it. I'll give you a money back guarantee if you don't like it, all those sorts of things like that. I love that
0: though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And the person signed the dotted line. Guess what? I hadn't one. I didn't have one piece of content. I had nothing. <laughs> and, and, I, and I gave myself, I think it was a six-week window before we could start the program because I had to go and create the program. And so I that sort that. of put, it put the pressure on. But believe it or not, it's essentially the same program that I have today with mm. a few tweaks to it. Yeah. So. I decided I didn't want to build it in PowerPoint. I want to be different, so I'll I'll build it in Prezi. Oh, I Um, love Prezi. I'd never touched Prezi before, and I was (laughs) struggling with it, so I was feeling the heat of that. So my son, Jake, who was um, 15 at the time, he actually built my slides for me in Prezi. Oh, what a
0: champion
1: yeah he actually went and built my website as well for me so oh. he, he's done so many good things for me like that uh, don't worry he's been paid back in full multiple times over uh, I'll claim that he may not but I'll claim that
0: <laughs> look if that was my son I'd be like do you have a roof over your head yes you've been paid
1: <laughs> well
0: <speaking laughs> that's of, so speaking- brilliant
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of roofs overhead, I'm actually this um, backdrop here, that's his bedroom because he's actually 20 now and he goes to college in the US. So he's on a basketball scholarship in the US. So um, he's studying business at a school in Silicon Valley. So I I steal his um, room. When I have to do things like
0: this. I love that. That's so good. That's brilliant. Uh, what a backdrop as well. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And you know, obviously the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, so that's pretty cool. Actually, one of oh. my one of my best friends, her son is looking for a uh, uh, a scholarship to America for a basketball uh, scholarship. So I'll have to let oh. her know that dreams do come true. That you they, never know. they
1: absolutely do. They absolutely do.
0: That is such so, such a cool story. I love that.
1: Yeah, and and so so part of so let's say I got the first customer, mm. and I actually got some raving reviews that I got another three programs out of that same customer. Oh, um, love and, word and of one mouth. of the things, yeah, word of mouth. So one of the things that I do is that I ask people if they if they liked it, obviously, and then when they're doing a, a post-diagnostic survey and I give them some reporting of the levels of improvement, but a question I ask, is there anyone that they would like to refer on? Ah. And um, we got some referrals out of that. So none of it was rocket science. Yeah. Um, but then you've still got to go and find new pieces of business. and And I probably struggled with that for a couple of years of really finding out where my niche is, what is it that I do mm. that's really going to attract people as such? And and I think that you, when you even get the answer, then something like COVID comes along and it changes, so it's forever changing and you've got to move with it. But uh, I think COVID um, for people like myself has opened up a, a global marketplace, so it's opened up oh. opportunities
0: for me absolutely couldn't disagree with you that that I'd have to agree with you absolutely the amount of businesses that I uh, have been in touch with who have said to me this could have not come at a better time I have, you know, in essence, and and for those who are in business and I don't, it doesn't matter what your business is, when you first start out in business, um, it is the majority of you would have, if you haven't yet, are going to experience what Glenn's just talked about, where, you know, trying to find your customer uh, isn't always as easy as uh, you know people would have you believe, and and I know that for myself as well, and and for the multitude of businesses that I uh, consult and work with, uh, find exactly the same predicament. But with what's happened in this year, it's now kind of given everyone this permission to go bigger and go wider and and go global and uh, and. It, it is so fantastic to see businesses go, uh, you know what, all right, let's 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 do this virtually. Let's see what happens and, and remove that fear factor from something that, you know, maybe last year they went, oh, it would be nice if I could do a virtual event. Well, now they've got no bloody choice and they have to and it didn't yeah. end up being as scary as they may have anticipated. So they've they've ticked another box, yeah. which is so and, great to hear.
1: And, and it wasn't all beer and Skittles when COVID first hit. So day three of COVID hitting, within 24 hours, I lost two months' worth of work. Mm. And it wasn't that the work couldn't be converted to virtual. It was just the organisations weren't sure where their next dollar was coming from. And and I, I got that and understood that. Yeah. Um, my wife, Sam, didn't necessarily get that and understand that because her view in this, my, my view is, well, the glass is half full, it's not half empty. Hers is, well, oh, we're not going to get any, another dollar until COVID's over. Mm. So um, where's the plan? What is it? And you, you look at these things and you've just got to strategize and you say, well, I don't know what the exact names will be, but mm. here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And when you've got a process that you follow and approach, if you're adding value to what you do, Mm. It's going to come out in the long run. It's yeah. going to. Sometimes business is just a matter of timing.
0: It's the long game. I say to people constantly, stop treating it like Tinder. It's not Tinder. It's elite singles. Yeah. We're in there for the relationship, all right? Not the over, not the one-night stand. Sorry. And that and stop watching the news. That's <laughs> just got Just stop watching the news. There is nothing newsworthy on there. So, Glenn... They are uh, amazing, already amazing insights uh, into what it takes to run a business on your own. Um, But this is the value-driven brand, and we are here to help those listening in understand what are some of the tactics that you would prescribe to uh, the businesses, to entrepreneurs, to leaders wanting to create their own value-driven brand. What are those, uh, you know, low-hanging fruit, low-barrier-to-entry uh, strategies that you could share with uh, everyone listening or watching? Uh, and if you're watching, hi! Um, <laughs> uh, what, are the, what are the strategies? What's a few strategies that you could help uh, the listeners with when it comes to creating their own value-driven brand?
1: I, th- I think the first one, and it was a real big one for me, it had to be a subject that I was in love with. Wow. So when Rich. I when I burnt out in IT and it was sort of heavy IT, I fell out of love in IT. So yeah. I didn't want to do that anymore. And, and to be brutally honest, I think for the last two years I was doing it, I was probably doing it just for the money not because I really loved it anymore. Um, so it's got to be something that you love. So when I burnt out, one of the things that I did, I was doing meditation. I was learning meditation at a Zen monastery. And the the head abbot or the head monk, um, he said to me, he said, um, when you go back, what are you going to do? And all the negative thoughts came pouring into my mind of what I didn't want to do. Yeah. And he goes, I think you should help somebody. Aww. And I said, "What do you mean? Who could I help? What could I do?" And he goes, "Oh, time's up. Got to go." And, he, <laughs> and it was, it was just, it was masterful. It was one of these grasshopper moments. So, within Sorry. a week, <laughs> within a week, I had sorted out what it is what I wanted to do. Oh, that's going to cry. But there, there might be people in any one sort of network that you can have discussions to to find it because straight off the bat, you'll probably come up with a blank piece of paper. Yeah. And that's okay, if, but it's out there somewhere. So you've just got to keep searching for it. So so first of all, is do something that you're passionate about mm. because um, it's going to take a bit of elbow grease. So once you're passionate about it, The next question becomes is, well, how good are you at it? Because um, you might be passionate about a topic, but if you're no good, it's not going to have a commercial value attached to it. So if you're not good, and that's okay. So I was productivity. I was also always a high achiever, but it was done through hard work rather than working smart. Now, the irony of my expertise of all the things that I did wrong I've been able to apply to my productivity business of almost the reverse. And so what you want to do is you want to start getting really good, put meat on the bone as to what it is that you're learning. So what podcasts you need to listen to, books you need to read, what seminars do you have to attend? Yeah, absolutely, this one. Uh, What are those things you need to do? And then how can you start building up your IP deck so that, it, you live it and breathe it and it comes out of your pores.
0: So I love that.
1: So we've got to be passionate about something, get really good at it. And the third one is you can't sell a secret. So you might be really good, but you just may not be comf- confident or comfortable in going and talking to people. you mm got to just get over that limiting belief and there there can be ways and tools so if you're not good at cold calling then you may want to use tools like social media say LinkedIn for instance so I post on LinkedIn three times a week. Um, I post on LinkedIn, people like and comment on my stuff. We get connections. I'm then able to form a conversation with them to move them through my sales funnel. And then I start thinking about people who I'm having these conversations with. And I see there's other people who are similar on LinkedIn. So I'll do some outreach to those people. So that might be through LinkedIn. That might be a phone call. It's whatever mechanism works for you. But yeah. you can't sell a secret.
0: Yes, and it's so funny, you know, when you talk about limiting beliefs. I um, I suck at selling myself. Uh, I really do. And people think it's uh, people think I'm being funny when I say that. They're like, no, you don't. You're always talking about yourself. I'm like, yes, but when it comes down to the crunch, I actually uh, I actually. Freeze and and I've always, and this is you know, when we talk about limiting beliefs, and if you're not sure, if you're listening in and you're thinking, What the, what the is a limiting belief? Well, a limiting belief is something that you believe within yourself that you cannot do. And for years and years and years, I would tell myself as a limiting belief that one of the things I cannot do is go through an interview because. At the point where I have to tell somebody uh, and try to convince them of how good I am, I, I turn into a mess and I get really self-conscious and I I ultimately do myself a disservice and don't sell myself at all. And if anything, they walk away going, what the hell just happened? <laughs> what even was that? Uh, but and I think, you know, I don't know about you, but because I'm totally woke AF these days uh, mm. and highly self-aware, <laughs> part of me actually thinks that's why I used to work so hard because my, my subconscious would say to me, if you work so hard, no one will be able to deny how good you are. And you won't have to sell yourself because your work will speak for itself. But yeah. that didn't end I, up happening either.
1: I, I I absolutely feel you. And and I that was a, a real issue for me was selling myself versus selling someone else's product. Selling yeah. someone else's product is so much easier. But so when it's easy. yourself... So my business is called Glen Trainer Consulting. So it's got my credibility behind it, everything that I do. And one, what you're touching on of the people who I help. So I help a lot of emerging leaders and, and leaders. So people have been a technical expert and then mm. abracadabra, they've been made a leader, um, even though they don't really have leadership expertise. And then they might start struggling because they're overwhelmed because they've got so much work on. Yeah. Yeah. The most dangerous ones I find are people who are conscientious, but they're also perfectionists. And that's what I was, a conscientious perfectionist. So you work so hard because you want to do such a good job. Yeah. And you just keep on, you're raising the standards all the time and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and that's sort of what happens with burnout. So we've got to be kind to ourselves mm. and let go of this perfectionism because we're throwing so many balls in the air. They're not all going to stay up all the time, yeah. and that's okay as long as the important ones are staying up in the air.
0: Exactly, and you've and you've got to find. And I, I've I've seen this analogy of you've got to. You've got to concede that some balls are made of glass and some balls are made of rubber and some are okay to drop and they'll bounce and other balls, you can't drop them. You drop them, they smash. And I think that self-care is one of those glass balls. And what I love about what Glenn does with businesses is uh, I am forever, not against, but I am forever – In conversations with businesses who are potentially looking to scale or make life easier and they want to do it through automation, right? And I get very mindful, I used to be nervous, but now it's just very mindful of what happens when businesses automate too far over. And uh, and I've talked about it before. And I think when you start to go too hard into automation, you lose uh, my favorite thing. You lose great sex. You lose a customer experience. You lose your employee experience and you lose the human experience if you take it too far. But the reason so many businesses want to automate is it's to save them time. And they think that if they automate the, you know, the bejesus out of the way they do business, that, you know, it will, pardon me, it will help them uh, manage their time. But what Glenn does is Glenn shows you human-based activities that can give you a return on your time investment. And therefore, you're not losing that human experience. If anything, you're actually learning how to gain more time to create an even better human experience. And that to me, if you are a leader in business, that to me should be your first port of call is how to actually learn how to use your time more effectively before going and looking at systems and artificial intelligence to do it for you. And that's not to say that some of those things aren't absolute lifesavers, but the flip side to that is if I had a dollar for every time I have to spend upgrading those lifesavers, it doesn't always work out in the wash. So I would rather understand intrinsically as a human being what can I do to work smart as opposed to work hard because I've done working hard. And to be honest, like like Glenn, I've come back from burnout and gone, not anymore, brother. That's not happening. I am not working 100-hour weeks. When people say, oh, you work on your own, you must work 100-hour weeks. Not anymore. Been there, done that, not doing it again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and the interesting thing is I, I actually think I get more done now by working less hours. Oh. I get more done because I'm, I'm more effective. Same. You're the same, yeah. Same. But what what I noticed when I first got into time management, when I was working for this company, it had a one-size-fits-all methodology. Mm. And what I discovered is one-size-fits-all methodologies work for roughly 70% of people. But what happens if you're in the 30% so that it doesn't fit? So what I do, I believe everyone's got the best way in which they work. That might Mm. be different to the person sitting beside them or who they're reporting to or family members or whoever it is. And what you've got to do is you've now got to, you've got the flexibility to adapt principles to how somebody works their best at their peak. And when you do that, then your productivity can go through the roof because when it's when it's just these one size fits all approaches it doesn't fit properly it's like a, putting on someone else's pair of shoes it's your size but you're wearing around for a day and then your feet start to hurt because it doesn't mm. quite fit you perfectly so you want to customize it to yourself
0: yeah and i think that that is so true you know i have gone through up team time management programs and productivity programs in in yep. the you know previous careers and none of them particularly stuck. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't latch on to any of them that actually created a noticeable, noticeable change in the way that I worked yep. and the return on my time investment until um, very recently. And, and I think you're so right. And I love that you go in and you get to learn about the person first to know which model or what type of uh, performance needs to be, you know, tweaked here and added there or minus there, and that, yeah. again, that's that human experience that I, you know, preach about all the time. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah. if um, if anyone is interested, um. Uh, Glenn also has a, and it's a great uh, introduction, I guess, to Glenn's work. Is uh, he has a self-paced email mastery course that you can sign up to, actually, and I'll I'll put the link to it um, on the website valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series so when this goes live and you find this podcast on the website there will be a link down the bottom and I would implore you to have a go at it because if you can just pull you know 30 talking to Glenn about that course you know he's he's saying that most uh, attendees are getting a minimum of 30 minutes back every day just from changing the way they process their email inbox 30 minutes a day do you know how much stuff you can get done that makes an actual difference to your day to your life to the life of others uh you know when you actually have the tactics to help you be more productive yeah are you happy for <laughs> are you happy for me to do that glenn
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and thank you so much. So this is this is for Outlook users. So we yeah. get right into Outlook's functionality. So this generic piece would be valuable to Gmail users, but I wouldn't suggest a Gmail user buys it. So it's if you're an Outlook user, and if you're buried under emails and you don't really know what to do, people either give up, so they just put up with it, or they put in a system that's just inefficient. So if you're one of those two and it doesn't feel right, then go through this self-paced program. It's got uh, 95 minutes of videos, it's step-by-step, and I think it's so good, I put a 30-day money-back guarantee on it. So it's for $97 is the introductory price on on it. It will go up um, afterwards but we'll put it out there at $97 because I'm just trying to get people, I want some positive vibes about it. And, yeah, guess what I'm going to do with that? I'm going to market
0: that so I yes. can go and live with that and sell more of it. Like all great businesses should. <laughs> but the return on investment for yourself, for the WIFM, for you doing that course, you know, if if 30 minutes a day is the, is the average, like bring that on. You know, yeah. I... And-
1: I was just going to add, most people who I work with, they want speed. They want to save time. After I work with them, you know what the biggest thing they've got? And it's not what I sell. They actually get more clarity. Then by getting more clarity to really understand where they should be focusing, what they should be doing, they actually become more effective. So it's a speed thing that attracts them. It's the clarity thing that really sticks with them, what they take home with them.
0: Yeah, I tell you what, every morning I meditate, I meditate for clarity. I'm like, mm. please bring me clarity. <laughs> Point me to the right way. <laughs> Don't let me lose time doing something that is meaningless. And that's why I've had to block TikTok <laughs> during workouts. <laughs> no TikTok for Aileen between eight and six. <laughs>
1: Well, it's TikTok can be very Moorish. I've I've stopped looking at it because it, it's like that.
0: It's a dangerous woman, I tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I actually played with it from a business development perspective. Oh really? And, Oh, yeah, no, I wasn't dancing or doing anything like that because people would be going, you were dancing? Oh, hell no. But <laughs> so mine was some pretty mundane and boring stuff, and it will be something that I'll come back to. But when I heard that the US is trying to get rid of TikTok, my enthusiasm started to remove it. It'll be some other platform that will replace it, which might be Instagram Reels that's out there already.
0: Yes, yes. Well, Instagram Reels came after TikTok. I think that was Instagram's mm. attempt at getting back at TikTok.
1: Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that might be the tool. Who knows? But there, there will be something, mm. and I, I think it's got a a, a piece in it. Um, it's just that as a solopreneur, you want to be able to do it and just manage it easily.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And that's the thing is, you know, especially for for solopreneurs, when you already are the person doing everything, you know, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree more that learning how to do things more effectively and with more clarity has got to be one of the key uh, key ways to change your game and create yes. a value-driven brand.
1: Yeah, now, absolutely.
0: Now, Glenn, it is nearly time for us to go, but before I let you go, uh, our listeners by now would be well aware uh, that before we finish each podcast, I get you to tell me that in our guest profiles that get sent out, I ask you what is the song that gets you pumped up for anything? Do you remember what you told me your song was?
1: Oh, yeah, I, I do, which is going to sound really funny. It does. Favorite, it's in, Well, my favourite genre of music nowadays is country music. But <laughs> I mean to get pumped up for anything. Anything I would go with, uh, lose yourself by Eminem.
0: Now, if I could just say that was a bit of a surprise for me knowing you, um, and now (laughs) even knowing that you are a country music buff, uh, to to see you belting out a bit of lose yourself from Eminem, uh, did make me smile a little bit. So (laughs) now you might not. You might not be aware, but why I ask all of my guests uh, what their favourite song is and what gets them pumped up for every anything is because uh, when this goes live, I will have added it to the Alien Day guest official uh, Spotify playlist. And uh, so you are now officially a contributor to the playlist that will pump you up and get you ready for anything. So thank you kindly for your contribution. Uh, Eminem says thanks for the royalties.
1: (laughs) And and I want everyone to think of me now as a middle-aged white boy rapper.
0: (laughs) Just like Eminem. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, he probably loves a bit of country as well. Let's, let's not pigeonhole him. <laughs> oh, goodness me. I can't stop. My eyes are tearing up from laughing so much. Well, that is pretty much it from us here today. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Glenn, uh, you uh, or hear more about what Glenn does or how he can help you in your business become more productive and more effective and get more of your time back, Um or would like to know any more about the wonderful insights that he's delivered on how you can create your own value-driven brand, you can go to valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series and all of Glenn's information, his socials, his LinkedIn, uh, everything that you need to get in touch with Glenn will be available at the valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series uh website and uh until we meet again glenn i just want to say thank you so much it has been so much fun hanging out with you again and uh and thank you so much for bringing such beautiful and wonderful insights to our listeners today Uh, thank you for joining us
1: Thank, thank you so much for having me here aileen and and thank you to your listeners
0: Oh, they say thanks too. Now, for all of you out there uh, in podcast hearing land or YouTube watching land, uh, from me, Aileen Day and productivity king, Glenn Tranter, that is everything we've got for today. So get out there, go and create value for somebody else in your life because what goes around comes around. I'm Aileen Day. Have a great week. Thank you. thanks for listening to the value driven brand podcast with your host aileen day is your business struggling to become known as the sought after leader in your industry access our value driven brand quiz and special three-part podcast series to identify the gaps and what you need to focus on first go to www.valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series That's valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series. Tune in next time where we discuss more ideas on how you can deliver your own value-driven brand.